Hi, I'm Renell Golden, and you're listening to the Movie Making Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Atlas VPN. George Siegel. He is a writer, director, and producer. How are you doing, George? And did I get close? You nailed it. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. (laughs) I'm thrilled to have you here. You've had a very interesting background. You started in, like, news. You started in weather, and, and you were a newscaster, and all of that great stuff. And somehow that evolved into documentary filmmaking, filmmaking, And um, it's kind of an interesting story. You've done a lot. So I'd love to hear how you got started. And then let's talk about some of your projects. Yeah, and although there's a lot of different things there, there's a constant theme of storytelling. So some things stay consistent. But when I got out of college, I I started in weather. I I graduated from UCLA in, uh, got a hundred years ago and I wanted to be on television. So I was going around sending tapes, interviewing for different jobs. And I pulled into a TV station in Bakersfield, California, because I thought there was a sportscaster opening. And when I got there, the news director goes, now we filled that job, but I'm looking for a weather guy. Can you do weather? And so I'm, you know, a BS artist. I said, sure. I, I, I I grew up watching Pat Sajak. What's that? Did you go to college to be like a journalist or anything like that? Or were you, was it film and television? I was a political science major. I couldn't get in the film oh. and television major at UCLA because my grade point average was one tenth below them opening the application. So they didn't even Seriously? take me. Oh, yeah. wow. So, but I took some TV dad. classes and some, some broadcasting classes, but I was political science because I thought I wanted to go to law school. But anyway, I said I could do weather. I stood in front of the map and I screwed up and the cameramen started laughing. <laughs> And most people in that situation, it's like when you're auditioning for a show, you go, can I start over? And I just leaned outside the camera and said, why don't you just tell me the right way to say it? And the guy did. I corrected myself and kept going. And that got me the job. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Very cool. And you weren't afraid. That that makes a big difference. You just said. No. Yeah. No, I've never really been afraid. I've I've tried out for a lot of things, auditioned for things, had a ton of failure like everybody in show business has or yeah. in the media has. You yeah. know, most people get rejected a lot and they get fired yeah. a lot. And Hard. so I have battle scars all over me, but I've worked all over the country. When I got out of the business in 2001, I started my own production company and started telling stories for clients. And then that evolved into telling stories as a documentary filmmaker, because it's such a great platform to to get a message out to people and hopefully make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a lot to share. You can share things that will impact us. And it looks like some of the work you do actually does kind of make a difference and just letting us know what's what. So what was your first documentary film? My first documentary, official documentary, was called License to Parent. And it was about how parenting is the most important job in the world, but we let anybody do it. Oh my gosh. That's brilliant. Did you was that your concept or yeah, that that was mine. I've I've always had creative ideas. I've what I've lacked is the ability to raise money to do them, but I always have great ideas. I at least they start out great. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. So um 
Wow. Oh my God. What a great topic. And I, I know a few that shouldn't have a license. So, you know, most parents, if you ask them, I mean, some are I, the parents I like the most are the ones that are open about the job that they do. Cause it's really a work in progress. There's no, yeah. well, and I'm great at stop. this. No, yeah. it doesn't. It's a lifelong commitment, but the parents that are open-minded, if you said to me, for example, and I have five kids, if you said, if you had to fill out an application for someone to give you children, would they, if you honestly filled out the application, Nobody's given me kids. So it's a tough job. And you really have to embody it. There's yes. failure, there's successes, but yeah. it's tough and yeah. not everybody should do it. I agree. I have two, a 28-year-old and my youngest just turned 23 and he's my writing partner uh, in oh, wow. my film company while he's also in college. But yeah, I, I it's um, it doesn't stop. It doesn't get easier. And we keep learning. And that's been the interesting part. And sometimes I'm I'm too open with them. And sometimes, you know, I kind of just want to like hide in the corner because I feel like I'm doing it all wrong and I, I can't figure it out. Sure. And sometimes they parent me. It just depends on the day, right? Like, hey, mom, don't do this. But it's right. And, you know, wrong. if you were to talk about your parenting style, the worst thing I could do is be critical unless you said to me, hey, George, what do you think? But if I saw you struggling, sometimes you need to reach out to people and say, you is there anything that. I can help you with? You do. Can I, can I, can I help you out? But in yes. a way that's positive, not in a way that makes you feel bad because oh maybe you're God, doing the best you can. One. That's so, so true. What a great one to kick off your, your process with. And then you hit the ground running. So you've been doing this since 01 plus or uh, minus. I've had a production company. I, I started making documentaries in 2016. Oh, and wow. It's a long road to getting from from beginning to completion of a film. Right, right. So it's 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 tough. And then it, the great equalizer in any idea or film is having the money to make it. Yeah, this is this is totally true. Wish there was another way around it. There is not. What are you making nowadays? Well, the last film, the second film that I made was called The Last House Standing. And as a Floridian, you'll like this because it's about how we blindly buy houses and and build houses in places without truly understanding the risks involved. Yeah, and then like we're shocked every beach. year. <laughs> yeah. We're shocked every year when they get destroyed. And and we featured a house in Mexico Beach, Florida that oh. survived Hurricane Michael. It was the only house there that in that particular area that survived. Oh and my. we look at yeah. And so we took a look at a number of disasters and why things survive and why they don't. Oh and I was my. able to get that on public television. Uh, it's on 2B TV right now. Um, I would have loved to get it on Amazon Prime or Netflix, but when you don't have a celebrity narrating your film, it's it's tough unless yeah. you have a real hook to get them. But my next film, we're hoping to land a celebrity and get that on one of those channels. Oh, that would be very cool. So it's The Last House Standing. The Last House Standing. It's on thelasthousestanding.org. Okay. People can go there and see about the film. They can rent the film. You know, as a filmmaker, I love it when you rent the film from my yeah, website. Yeah, it helps you out a little bit. But not everybody wants to pay. And I understand that. Tubi TV, it's free. Tubi is awesome. There. Yes. Yeah. That's a great one. Hopefully people will watch it because even we, we tried to do our due diligence and we, we bought the house that I'm in now. And it turned out um, there's a preserve behind us. Turned out that preserve was the home to a giant sinkhole long ago in the town. And for whatever reason, that was not disclosed in anything. And then we found out a couple of years later when one of our neighbors were going door to door and trying to get everybody. It was a big legal thing. They're trying to get people's mortgages thrown out and 
mortgage insurance to pay off your home because this risk existed. And he succeeded with a few people. I don't know the whole deal, but that's a really good topic because yes, we buy these homes and we do not know. I love that topic as well. And here's something that'll that'll shock you in, oh, in no. Florida because we have a lot of flooding. Yes. It is now, there's now a form that a seller and a realtor can provide the buyer that discloses whether the house is ever flooded or not, but they don't have to give it to you. What? So my house could have been under 10 feet of water last week and I'm going to sell it. I fix it up really quickly. No, Unless you ask damage. me, I don't have to tell you. Wow. That's insane. And that's so what I try state by state, yeah. right? That that's it is. All over every state has yeah. In some states, it's mandatory. But what I encourage everybody to do is ask a million questions because yeah. then you're covering yourself legally. Get it in writing. If they yeah. say no, my house is never flooded, and if they have a problem with it, buy one. another house. That's a good one. Does that include like if your washing machine overflowed or something? You know, that's considered water damage, not so much a flood. That would oh, be covered okay. differently under your insurance. Water know. that comes in from outside is a flood. If you don't have flood insurance, your insurance okay. isn't paying for it. If your washing machine overflow overflows, they'll pay for that. Even though it's a pain in the it doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> yeah, especially if you have a second floor one and you don't have a pan underneath it. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's messy for sure. Yeah. So that's very cool. You started a podcast. Yes. It, it's all the same theme. Like I say, I do, I've done yeah. a lot of things, but if you were to say, okay, give me a theme, it's about getting people to advocate for themselves. And so my podcast is called homeowners be aware. And the idea is wake up people. Nobody's going to tell you stuff. You need that's to learn it. this stuff yourself. And it can make all the difference in the world oh, because wow. it's your biggest investment how much do you really know? And we're our idea there. It the exactly. harder it is. We didn't, I would have never thought. I would have thought, oh, we built a new home. We're set. Just change the roof every 10 years. It gets complicated. It's a huge yeah. undertaking. It's almost like being a parent. You know, it's like after six or seven years, as you're finding out, things start to recycle and they're not they're going bad. Yeah. You know, your air conditioner goes bad, your water oh, heater yeah. can go bad. If you don't maintain those things all the time, your water softener, your uh, RO system, everything. How how was your house built? Was it built to code? Did they exceed code? There's so many things that people don't know. So every week we try to educate you on something. And, and it's important for people to to learn as much as they can. Yet we don't want to because there's too many other nice things to, and fun things to do in Florida every day. You know, people just think yeah. they're going to be fine. Like burn up under the sun. I mean, it's, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's so hot here sometimes, uh, especially without that AC that breaks after a while. Yes. Oh my gosh. So your podcast is Homeowners Beware. Homeowners Be Aware. Be Aware. Be, be Aware. Be and the aware. idea is, I was going to, you know, if you say beware, that's kind of like, it's it's not, that's too scary. Be Aware. It's like, understand what you're getting into. Yeah. You're going to chalk down 500000 a million dollars that you owe somebody. Why aren't you asking a million questions? Why don't yes. you know everything about the neighborhood? I have a guest on, it'll be older by the time your podcast airs. But she works with an organization that it's called the Anthropocene Society. And what they do is you could have a house in a community where there's no risk of flooding, but a mile up the road, they build a new community and that water now gets diverted into your neighborhood and your house floods. People yeah. don't know that. You don't just have to know where you are. You have to know everything around you because we're affected topic. by all of it. I, I uh, Last year, um, we had that hurricane go through, which by itself as a hurricane, it wasn't that bad. All around my area, many of my friends, because of the St. John's River and all the flooding, we're not in a flood zone, but the neighborhoods circling us to come in here are, as you said, and 
people were displaced for six months. I mean, it was, it was shocking. And um, these were people that are in even some of them, the home building industry, and they were thrown off by it. And they would take pictures. They lived on the water and it's just, they would take daily pictures. Well, my neighbor, they're gone. My, you know, my dock fell. It was shocking. What was shocking about it was the amount of time. And so this year rolled around before some of them were even already back up to par where everything was replaced or upgraded or but thankfully this year we've been okay. Yeah, it's been a pretty good year so far, but it only takes yes. one. You know, we had a Dahlia this year that just kind of blew by us. Didn't, yeah, didn't leave guys. a lot of damage here. But yeah. Three houses in our neighborhood flooded and one of them they oh. tore down. So, oh, um, wow. you know, That's maybe sad. they might have, it, it was an older home. Maybe it was going anyway. But the point is you just never know when you're going to get it. And if you do not live in a flood zone, flood insurance is very inexpensive. And it's it's great that everybody should have that on their policy. You just have to say, you know, this is the cost of my house. Good I'm going to spend the 300 bucks. Yeah. It does flood. That's all your it insurance, is. Your insurance isn't covering it if it's just regular homeowners. Oh they will not God. give you a nickel. The best kind of gift to give a loved one is the gift of security. Atlas VPN is offering podcast listeners 86% off their two-year VPN subscription. That's less than $2 a month to make sure your family's personal data is securely protected on all their devices. On top of that, you can get an additional six free months of service when you purchase in time for Christmas. Now you can utilize all that Atlas VPN has to offer, like their next-gen encryption, safe browse technology, and data breach monitoring. Keep your loved ones protected from cyber threats this holiday season. Go to get.atlasvpn.com forward slash movie making pod. That's get.atlasvpn.com slash movie making pod to get 86% off today. All right. So you're on to another documentary that you made and then you have a film you're getting ready to do. So tell me about those things. Well, the film we're working on now, there's actually two. One is uh, I have business plans out. I'm trying to raise the money. It's people can actually make money on the film. So it's it's a tougher one to uh, to do when you don't have organizations that step in and back you. You have to really go out there and knock on doors. And, you know, that one is called American Dysfunction. A picture is an illusion. Okay. And the idea is our families in this country, 96% of families are dysfunctional. Oh, 96%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why does that happen? Can you avoid it happening? We're going to look at some families that make it, some families that struggle. And the idea is there are things you can do to prevent that from falling apart on you. But you have uh-huh. to recognize the signs and you have to do it. And, and you know, anybody that has ever had, you know, when the parents all of a sudden are gone, yeah. the relative, you know, the family tree, there starts to be rot around various parts of the tree and things oh, go yeah. bad and you either can save it or it goes away. And family is important. And and I think we have to do something to hang on to that. So that that's one project. Are you touching on um, like talking to mental health practitioners and things like that? Or like, yeah. how are you giving us information on how to heal these things or recognize that they're coming? Are you exploring all of that in the film? Yes. We have a family expert who talks about family dynamics and how okay. you can hold those things together. We're going to have the f- film will be centered around a, a family that's a huge family that's had their ups and downs, oh. but they stay together. Because and then we'll bad. show you some people that are less fortunate and they did not stay together. There's nobody that I know that says to me, yeah, everything's great with my family. We're all we're all fantastic. 
We yeah. all have problems. It's not a natural alliance. You're throwing people together that yeah. necessarily didn't choose each other other than the married people and divorce is over 50%. Yeah. And marriage is hard. I tell people, get a puppy. If you truly don't know, just get a puppy if you want love. Like, you know, you got to work on on love, the love part and the marriage part. So um, it's very, very challenging. You're ready. Yes. Yeah. It is. And Yeah. And so we're going to show people the path. And that's what I do in my film. I'm not an art film guy. I like to watch them sometimes, but I like my film to give you something that when you're done watching it, if you choose to take action, you can maybe possibly make a difference. You're a little empowered. Yeah. And so that's what I I hope to do with that. And then the other film, which we're starting on in a few weeks, um, is called Built to Last, Buyer Beware. And it's a more in-depth look at what we did with The Last House Standing. And my partner did a film called Built to Last. This is going to show people why their houses are so poorly built, why the building code in your community, wink, wink, they kept it as low as possible. Yeah. You don't know that you're living in a house that will not survive what could blow through. Most people do not know that. We're going to show you how to recognize that and do something about it. We have neighbors that have sold their houses and when they were trying to sell, like they found out things like their lumber was uh, subpar or had mold or crazy things. And we're like, are you serious? And um, even one that has this huge, I think it's 4,600 square feet or something. And they went to sell it. You think all is well. And then these things show up that you clearly have been there from day one or, you know, for a very long time. And it's been a rude awakening because we're going, what's going on even in our own home now? Because it was the same builder. Well, yeah. And you absolutely have to have to look at those things and go, sometimes people will buy something because they fall in love with it for whatever reason. Yeah. If it's a problem, but but if it's, if it's a problem when you buy it, it's probably going to be a bigger problem when you sell it. Yeah. And if you don't, Pay, if they didn't pay for it to give it to you right, you could be the one that ends up paying for it. Yeah, And that's where people get devastated, especially in this market where you think I'm oh. going to make $500,000 selling my house. And then someone inspects it and finds out you have Chinese drywall in there and they're yeah, not going to pay you a nickel. Check, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a little scary. So that that is very cool that you're doing that. And hopefully you will uh, get that one on a, a broad, broad platform like Netflix or something. Cause, uh, we need to know that. I just can't tell you how often I've met people that have been impacted that way. And I know my show is supposed to be about filmmaking, but you know, we've lived in, oh God, I don't know, five or six different states where we've bought homes. We always build over the years. And um, this one, when we came back to Florida in particular, it's been a problem. And I didn't have that in California. Everything was pretty disclosed. We knew what was going on and it, it was different. Uh, I don't know if it's still that way because that was in the early 2000s, but very, um, very important topic that you're covering. So how I appreciate that. Yeah. How can how can people like find you and find out about these different projects that you're doing? Well, my film website is move the world dot org. Move the world dot org. And on that site in uh, by the time this this podcast airs. There will be a link to a fundraiser that we're doing to to get the remainder of the budget oh, for cool. built to last buyer beware. And you know we're not trying to raise a ton of money, but we're trying to bring in a celebrity to voice the film and you gotta pay for you that. Know, yeah. yeah, they don't. Most of the times they don't work for free. Uh, but you know if we can find a good Floridian-based person who loves the cause, Ooh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yes, that would certainly help. And yeah, then um, and then we're gonna have uh, the other film. You know, you can't really advertise when you have a business plan for a film. You have to kind of market it differently because you know, it, well, it's a high risk investment. Anytime yeah. anybody invests in a film, the nice thing is, you know, when you're doing a smaller budget project, 
the chances of making money are much higher if you're able to sell it because you don't have the overhead. You know, a $50 million film might never make money. A $300,000 film has an easier path to success if they get success, but it's still risky. It is. And that's what people need to understand. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Um, do you know after you finish this next one, have you thought about what would be next? Are you very? You know, I I have a million ideas. Um, it's too. It'd be too far out to give those away. Um, yeah, don't give know, them away. Um, if people want to like come to you because they have ideas for documentaries, they can just go to your website and and uh, reach out to absolutely. you and say, hey, I want to do this documentary and I've got this money. And absolutely, I'm always happy to talk to people. I'm always willing to give advice. Oh, um, I I believe that thing. What goes around comes around. There's been people that have been very nice and talked to me, and and it's really helpful. Yeah, because it's it's tough. But if anybody out there wants to invest in a film, just reach out and and talk to me as well, because I'm confident. I think that American Dysfunction is a film that will speak to everybody. Both my films, I think, will, because yeah. they're things we all live in houses or apartments or we live somewhere. You know, God help anybody that's homeless, and and that's a horrible yes. thing. But and but, we all but, have families or families that we want. That one's really powerful too. Almost frightening because it is such a reality that we go through. I mean, I can't say that I'm connected to my family. I'm connected to my children. Because well, when my parents passed away, them. our family cratered. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. people are hanging on by a thread. And it, I, I just, I like people to not have to make the mistakes that I've made. And when, you know, just to circle back to home, homeowning again, to come from. as somebody who is, knows this stuff, yeah. I get screwed every time I buy a house. And it's something different each time. So I pass along the new knowledge. Yes, but I, I'm not perfect by a million miles. And so I've been burned each time. And if there's something I didn't ask about or that I thought was a problem, it became a bigger problem. And so oh, I'm trying wow. to impart that experience because I don't want it to happen to you. It's like you don't want your kids to put their hand on the stove. Yeah. Some yeah. people will say, well, that's how they'll learn it's hot. Yeah, maybe they can learn or from just their fingers or something. Yeah. So why like, not? Some things we don't need to learn the hard way. That's right. I learn, learn through uh, you sharing the, the knowledge. I love that. So in your, your process of, you know, being in the news and then working as a filmmaker, documentary being your expertise in podcast, you obviously have you know, traveled a, a unique journey, but what would you maybe recommend to people that kind of want to get into uh, filmmaking, be it documentary or other? Don't let excuses hold you back from doing it, you know, because we now have Good advice. iPhones that are 4K. There's no excuse for not being able to shoot something to start telling your story. Now, that may not get it on Netflix, but it can help you get it out there and get your right. story started. Don't let excuses hold you back. Go for it. Love be that. fearless. Don't take no for an answer. Don't don't be intimidated by rejection. I mean, I have hundreds of rejections from when I was on television that people just, you know, for whatever reason, didn't didn't like me. And that's fine. That's an, it's a subjective yeah. business. Yeah. But I didn't let it stop me. Right. It's kind of a numbers game. Like the more we do, the better our odds. And I have this thing. Each no will lead you closer to that. Yes. But also, each no, you've gotten your name. If they took the time to tell you no, you have now gotten on their radar, whether they want you or not. And you never know in the future if that could become a yes. So, I mean, you can make a negative a positive or at least try, uh, build a bridge, network, or, you know, but no's are very, very plentiful. They are. Yeah. 
And don't let anybody change your course. I mean, don't let yeah. no make you go, ah, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go do something else. No, yeah. no, no, no. Use that as a motivator. Someone tells you you can't do something. Don't go, okay, go, I'll show you. Yeah, I'm going to do it I anyway. Love I love that. That's a great, great attitude to have. So one more time, where can everybody find you? And then we're going to do our five for five. Well, the, the key area that they can look is um, uh, movetheworldfilms.org. Okay. And then you could find me for everything on there. But, you know, I also have a podcast website. I have a million things. But that, if you want one place to They're go, movetheworldfilms.org will connect you. If you have any interest in me, that will help you find me. I love that name, too. That is so awesome. All right. Well, then I'd like to move on and do our final five for five questions. And so are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hopefully okay. I won't embarrass myself any oh, more than I already. Oh, no, you won't. They're goofy. Uh, well, they're not that goofy. Maybe. All right. I'll embarrass myself. That's what I do. I'm good at that. Okay. First question. What is your favorite food? Probably steak. Uh, a, a good a good steak. I love a good steak. I have so many people. I, I, I've, I'm up to about, this is my second season. This show will be on season two. And I've, I think I've done about 70 interviews so far. And you would not believe how many people say meat. They don't care. It just has to be meat. <laughs> well, but I prefer grass-fed if possible. Nice. Oh, good. No, okay. <laughs> no antibiotics or hormones. Oh, you know, I want it as clean healthy as possible. Steak. Yeah, healthy I uh, red it's, meat. It's great. It's a great answer. I love it. Okay. Question number two, a little more serious. In life, what is something that kind of inspires you or motivates you? Wanting to change things. Wanting to see things be better. You know, people not oh, people that. like to argue about everything. Yeah. Okay, let's find common ground and solve a problem. I, I want that that's in the middle. I would say solving a problem. I love that. And and that makes sense based on your work too. I, I totally see that. It's very cool. All right. What is something, number three, what is something you have always dreamed of doing, but you haven't done yet? Gosh, I'd love to just move to Italy and spend the rest of my life there. Uh, like so live on a vineyard I, or something, maybe. Maybe a vineyard somewhere by the coast. I mean, I've been there three times, three or four times. I love it. So oh, that, nice. that would be something. Other other stuff I really you don't have, have a long talk the wife list. into that, probably. Like, honey, let's go. <laughs> if I won the lottery, she would do it. She's she not going to walk away from her job. You just because her. Would you? Not, not a word. Oh, who needs it? You got wine. Maybe I don't know how it works. <laughs> I know how to say wine. In, there you in go. Italy, yeah. That's that's brilliant. All right. Number four. What is your favorite song to sing when you're driving in the car? Wow, that's tough. And any Earth, Wind, and Fire song or Lionel Richie song. I oh, just... nice. Okay, I love all those. Those are from my my growing up. Okay. Last question. What is your favorite movie? Gonna sound sappy. Um, there's two one is on golden pond oh wow okay emotional there's something about that that just really moves me and you. i loved it and and there's two others that i have to put on the same list ordinary people oh wow you like very powerful movies like story yeah like i mean i thought that was in incredible and then goodwill hunting powerful movie that one was like all of them were award-winning movies weren't they Wow, they were, but it's just the way the story was told. You know, it's yeah. um, you know, Matt Damon. I just think is an amazing actor, and 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 Ben Affleck, who I'm not a, as huge a fan of, but in that movie he was terrific, was brilliant. Yeah, and they did a great job writing it and putting it together, and they were yeah. struggling guys that did that. I just have so much respect for them, and that I I, I love that film. That. Wow. Yeah. 
Great, great stuff. So, well, George, you were awesome to talk to today. I, I'm so grateful you came and spent some time with us. And uh, maybe I'll get over there one day in uh, Tampa and I can see what you're making and all that good stuff. But you were a delight. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, thank you. And good luck with um, finding all the right people for your next one. It sounds uh, very important. Thank so, thank you. Have a great day. Movie Making with Renell Golden is brought to you by Samira Entertainment, supporting indie films and the filmmakers who create them. Stop by their website to learn more, www.samiraentertainment.com. That's www.samiraentertainment.com. You've been listening to Movie Making with Renell Golden. Be sure to come back for our next episode where we bring you the people who make movies you love. Got a topic about filmmaking you want to hear on our podcast? Send us an email at moviemakingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.